0: to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, in this episode, we revisit one of our most popular Deal Room Podcast episodes. This particular one has repeatedly hit a monthly top 10 and has received the most feedback out of nearly all of our podcasts. I think the reason probably is because terminology, particularly in the realm of business sales and acquisitions, is such a confusing area. So, the good news is we're here with some help again, so get ready for our rewind to episode 159 covering term sheets, MOUs, LOIs and more. What's the difference, what's binding and what you should be looking out for. Buckle in, here we go. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here, and welcome back to The Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today is a really short episode where I just want to, in very high level, cover off something that has come uh, across my desk a few times in the last few weeks, and so I wanted to clear up uh, a bit of confusion It's what on earth is the difference between all of these names that we give to the document that documents the high-level commercial terms between the parties. So what terminology have I heard used? There's so many different names. We can call them the commercial terms, a terms sheet, an MOU, and that means Memorandum of Understanding, an LOI, that means Letter of Intent. Or an NBIO, so a non binding, indicative offer. So all of these are uh, words, and, and, and certainly I've, I've probably heard more and I can't think of them right at this moment, but these are all terminology to describe essentially the same thing. And that is the high level document that sits between the parties, the buyer and the seller to set out the high level commercial terms in relation to the deal that has been agreed. Now, I'll record another podcast just giving you a snapshot of timeline and where everything Everything sits in the order. But just as a quick overview, generally this terms sheet, as I'll call it, but you might be calling it something else, this terms sheet generally records that general agreement between the parties in relation to the high-level terms and sits then Before due diligence quite often. So quite often due diligence will happen after the term sheet and then the contracts will be prepared in parallel. But timelines can be um, different depending on the transaction. Sometimes contracts won't begin to be negotiated until after due diligence. And uh, sometimes, you know, if Timing is important and um, in general circumstances, we'll be um, starting the negotiation of the contracts um, in parallel to due diligence being undertaken. But today, we're just talking really just about this terms sheet document. So another question that I'm often asked is... um, are terms sheets binding? And the answer to this is, well, it depends. It depends on what the parties want. So generally speaking, term sheets aren't binding. The general idea of them is that you will set out in them the prices that has been agreed between the parties, the parties themselves, what it is that's being sold. So is it a business sale or a share sale? And then the structure of the deal. So that might mean that the purchase price is paid in various ways. It might be setting out earnouts or the terms of deferred payments. If there's deferred payments, you might include security or you might leave discussions of security until the negotiation of the purchase contract. And one other thing that might be a consideration for inclusion in the terms sheet, particularly if you're coming in from an acquirer perspective, the buyer perspective, is whether or not you're going to include an exclusivity period into the terms sheets. Now, this is where elements might be taken to be binding. So if we as a buyer want to bind the seller into an exclusivity period so that we can be assured that during the period that we're spending money on getting due diligence done, um, we are protected that the seller is not shopping the business around to another potential buyer, we can add an exclusivity period in. And the exclusivity period might simply be the period of the due diligence or it might be a longer period depending on what's appropriate between the parties and in the transaction transaction itself. And so that exclusivity period is generally a component of the terms sheet that is binding, whereas generally other components of the terms sheets are not binding other than perhaps the confidentiality provisions. But you usually find that there's a non-disclosure agreement that's separate to the terms sheet that has also been signed by the parties, which deals to a greater degree with confidentiality. But generally confidentiality. Is also another component of the term sheet that will be included, and that element will generally um, have a binding nature to it. But other than that, generally term sheets are not binding. In in some instances, um, they might be. But the reason that the rest of the term sheet in relation to the purchase and the price is not binding is that your sale contract contains so many extra details that won't be included in this term sheet. So that is the warranties that go together with the business, detail about conditions precedent and things that have to happen before entering um, into a binding contract itself within the contract, that this is far too much detail for the term sheet. And what you're trying to do with the term sheet is keep it as simple as possible but um, as detailed as it needs to be to protect where both of the parties are at in the transaction. So, even though it's a simple document, there's quite a few things to think about when you're looking at using a term sheet. So, just as a recap of the things that we've covered today, there's lots of different names for a term sheet, commercial terms, terms of agreement, heads of agreement, MOU, LOI, NBIO, or just term sheet. Uh, But it really doesn't matter what heading you use. The thing that matters is the way it is set out um, and the allocation to the elements that will be binding and not binding from a legal perspective. The second component is you need to be aware that even though these documents are short, there still is sometimes a bit of thought that needs to go into what should be in the documents. So this is the time that you should absolutely be ensuring that you have adequate legal advice to ensure that you have the right kind of term sheet that you're using that is appropriate for the transaction where you sit In the transaction. So I hope that's been a useful overview for you. I know it's been a short, sharp one, and if you'd like to talk more about the specifics of uh, templates that you're using, if you're an advisor or a broker in this space, or indeed if you'd like advice if you're a buyer or seller, then simply head over to our website at www.aspectlegal.com dot com dot au and click the free call button and you'll be able to set up a time with one of our legal legals to discuss how we can assist you in working with your terms sheets documents Well, that's it for this episode of The Deal Room Podcast. We hope you're now primed for your next deal with these pointers and have enjoyed these fascinating insights. Now, if you'd like more information about this topic, then head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com where you'll be able to download a transcript of this episode, as well as access any contact details and any other additional information we referred to in today's podcast. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with our guests today and the services they offer, you can go ahead and check out our show notes for a link right through to them and their details. You can also book in directly with our Legal Eagles at Aspect Legal if you'd like to soundboard your next steps, discuss a legal question, or find out more how we can assist, whether that's with buying or selling a business, or perhaps somewhere in between. Now, don't forget to subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on your favorite podcast player to get notifications whenever a new episode is out. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so please leave us a review and rating if you're already one of our subscribers, or even if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. Every review helps our team produce valuable content for you. Well, thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time.